another episode of The Wow, the podcast that will help you navigate your way through the world of adulthood and the uncontrollable forces of womanhood. I'm Georgina Beasley, your host, and in today's episode, I speak with the phenomenal Lexi McPhee. Lexi is a naturopath and she is here to chat with us all about gut health why it is so important, how we can make sure that our gut is thriving and how it impacts on our day-to-day health. If you enjoyed today's episode, please remember to hit subscribe or follow, leave a review because that really helps. And I also love seeing where you guys are listening. So please do pop it up on your Instagram and tag at the wow podcast underscore. Otherwise, enjoy the episode. Lexi, welcome back to the WOW podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me again. So it was a pleasure last time and I've been looking forward to chatting again. <laughs> yes, for those of you who have not listened, Lexi was actually, you were my third guest on the podcast. Um, so so I feel so grateful to have you back again today. So thank you very much for doing that. Um, before we jump into the episode itself, I do want to do a quick acknowledgement of country. I'd like to begin by acknowledging the Ngunnawal people, the traditional custodians of the land I reside on here in Canberra. I pay my respects to their elders past and present, and I extend that respect to any Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people listening today. So Lexi, how have you been in the, you know, I guess, I, well, when we first started, it was full on virus lockdown. You were in the crazy Melbourne lockdown. Now it's a bit different. How are you going? Yeah, it's all a bit of a blur, isn't it? I can't even remember <laughs> when we spoke last, but I'd be interested to listen back to my little intro on the first <laughs> podcast and see how it's changed. Um, I'm still here. I'm still a naturopath. Um, so I'm a degree qualified naturopath and I'm you know, living on the peninsula now. So um, by the beach, which has been beautiful. Um, and I've been very lucky in that my work has been online this whole time. So I've been fortunate to keep working. Um, and of course, Melbourne is now out and about a little bit more so I'm a lot happier and more excited about life and getting up early and doing things um but yeah pretty much the same Oh, that's good to hear. Well, I'm very excited to chat all things gut health today. That was one thing that we kind of touched on um, in the last episode with you, which was all about hormonal Mm. acne. And there was a lot of, I guess, a lot of that tied into your gut health. But today we're just going to focus specifically on gut health as a major topic because it is everywhere. And I feel like there is every second marketing product that you look at online is telling you Mm. that if you use this, it's going to be great for your gut health. It seems to be a really big buzzword, especially Mm. in marketing of products. And I think it's really important that we understand why that is, why it's important that we focus on our gut, what products are actually maybe worth taking and what products Mm. are maybe worth ignoring. So yeah, I'm looking forward to kind of debunking all the myths and really getting the facts straight on that. So the first question I have for you is if you could please define what gut health is. This is a really cool question and I love it because it's so simple, yet you can give such a complex answer. And a relative of mine actually asked me this at Christmas, um, what, what is gut health actually? And I had to really sit back and go, oh, how am I going to explain this to someone who has only a very sort of general understanding of the gut and the body? How do I get across how important it is? So 
from a naturopathic perspective, gut health is absolutely everything. And for me, when I'm talking about gut health, I'm thinking about a few, like maybe three major sort of areas when I'm talking about gut health. So the first of all is recognizing the anatomy of the gut. So thinking about the gut, not only as like this kind of like vague, you know, sausage tubular system inside our tummy somewhere, but thinking about it from everything from the mouth right down to the other end. So everything in between that, that makes up our gastrointestinal system is our gut. Um, and it, different parts of the gut have different functions and different roles to play. So I guess my number one point would be when it comes to gut health, we're talking about your digestive function. So that means how well are you able to break down your food mm-hmm. and absorb the nutrients and then excrete the waste. I guess that in the most simple terms, we've got digestive function. And that's everything from the chewing process in the mouth and the production of saliva in the mouth and other enzymes in the mouth, right down to um, to the, the, the function of the stomach and the production of uh, hydrochloric acid and other gastric juices in the stomach, which of course help to break down our food, especially our proteins. And then how well have we got our food moving through the rest of our gut, so our small intestine and our our um, large intestine, our bowel. And again, different roles at every step of the way, which mm-hmm. we can talk about more if you like. <laughs> I won't jump into that now. The second part would be when people talk about gut health, what they might be referring to is the health of the gut microbiome. So the microbiome, I like to think about it like a, a jungle or a garden. And the microbiome represents all the different microorganisms. So tiny little life forms that are, you know you can maybe see under a microscope if you're looking hard enough and um, that includes things like bacteria viruses fungi and yeasts parasites um i think i've covered them all <laughs> um, and and then within those those categories you know different species some of which you know many of which we don't even know what they are yet so there are trillions of bacteria in our gut we're actually more bacteria than we are human cells Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. So look at that. So it's it's huge. It's huge in there. There's like a lot going on. And then within that, we want to think about it like a jungle. We want diversity. We want lots of different colors, species, types, thriving at different levels, playing a role in this huge ecosystem that is the microbiome. And so within that, you know, the bacteria and the fungi and the parasites and the viruses and that we all have in some level. Um, they all have different roles to play as well. So that's Mm. like sort of part two of what we mean when we say gut health. The third function that really comes to mind for me is the gut and the bowel as an organ of detoxification and excretion or as a root of elimination almost because everything that comes in has to come out, right? Mm. So, um, and it's really important that we are able to move our bowels and to have a regular well-formed bowel movement because this is how we eliminate wastes and toxins from the body so not only the food that you've eaten um, but we excrete hormones through our gut so hormones like estrogen we rely on on bile and, and our stools to clear those from the body so if they're not moving as well we can end up with hormone disturbances and things like that going on so I hope that answers your question. Like, <laughs> that answers no, your question. Like, what is gut health? But it sort of, is, I guess, it is the health of these three major um, bodily functions that are just crucial mm-hmm. to our health. It's so fascinating because it's so much more complex than what it 
it first seems like I think when people mm. refer to gut health, I don't know why, but you put it so beautifully in your response just then in answering that because I think it really I shows. Forgot, I forgot. I just oh, forgot. Really oh, you got something more to add. You go, <laughs> yeah. go, go, go. Yeah, I think what most people think of because it, um, and I might be, you know, not seeing the trees for the forest here, but um, people might be thinking also of the environment and the terrain of the gut. So that basically mm-hmm. means the integrity of the gut lining where we absorb lots of our nutrients and, you know, leaky gut has been um, a bit of a phenomenon in the last decade or so. I mean, naturopaths have been talking about it forever, but more recently it's become a medically accepted, you know, diagnosed condition. Um, And so a lot of the gut health supplements and products that I'm seeing marketed sort of are aimed towards, you know, gut healing. And when people refer to gut healing, um, perhaps they might be referring to the healing of the, the gut lining, which may or may not be leaky. So that would be like my fourth little, that's very important too (laughs) as well. Yeah. How do you feel about the current um, product landscape when it comes to gut health products? Like as a, you know, qualified professional in this area, does it make you feel a little bit sick to see the kind of realm of products that are being shoved down people's throat? Or are you like, you know, anything that is beneficial to the gut is good for you? Or what's your take on it? Um. The first word that came to mind was exhausted, <laughs> but yeah. I also think, I mean, um, I think that a lot of the products that I see or that my clients come into me having self-prescribed, they do, they, there are, they are in the right realm. Like the, mm-hmm. the sort of in the aim of the product or the aim of the company is in the right place. Um, gut health is crucial, really important. I just see, it as a really flawed model for treatment because with anything that you can buy online and and prescribe to yourself, it has to be a product that is safe enough for people to do that. So Mm. it has to be safe enough for someone who has absolutely no idea what their gut is doing or what they need to help. You know, they just, they, they see it, they go gut health, my gut hurts or, you know, whatever the symptom is two and two together, this product must be for me. Um, So it has to be safe enough for that person to be able to take it and not have to worry about any of the herbs or the nutrients in there interacting with each other or, you know, with medications and that kind of thing. So in order for it to be safe enough, it often has to, those ingredients have to be at a low enough potency or dose that they're not going to, you know, really disturb things or cause a reaction or interact with anything because they're at that low dose there's the question, are they at a, at a potency that's high enough to have a therapeutic effect on the body? And, right. um, you know, research shows that often the, uh, the amount of nutrient, you know, um, for example, glutamine. So glutamine is an amino acid that is in a lot of over-the-counter and prescription gut healing products or gut repair products. Mm. Um, and glutamine is helpful for sort of increasing the integrity of the gut lining, so reducing leaky gut. But you need like 10 grams a day of that that's the that's the you know the the evidence so in the -the over-the-counter products they they just might not be strong enough to really have an effect also the other issue with any any sort of self-prescribing of products is it's only going to work if it's addressing your particular issue Mm. yeah the root cause um and one thing i just see real i won't name the brand but gosh they have a good marketing team like i see them (laughs) 
every day and like nine out of 10 of my clients come in on, you know, the skin blend or the hormone blend or the bloat detox blend. Um, and they don't, I think I might know the brand you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, 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 you will. <laughs> yep. Um, and they won't see any effect because it's a very general supplement, but it's not addressing their root cause because they don't actually know what's going on and hasn't been investigated. So there yeah. would be my two, the two things that I feel about the product landscape at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, that becomes so much clearer on your first, first initial explanation of what gut health is. Like that's mind blowing enough to really make it sink in and realize that it's a lot more than just the gut. And when I say the gut, I'm thinking of my stomach and that being Mm. it, like there is so Mm. much more that compromises what makes up gut health, you know, in inverted commas. Um, And so I think, yeah, now that when you hear that definition that you described and then you think of the products that are on the market, it's like, how, how are they meant to fix all those problems? Because it Mm. is such a huge, I guess, part of the body that can have different things affecting it. So moving Mm. on, could you please explain and touch on a little bit on the role that gut, the gut plays in the body when achieving overall health? Okay. So to answer this, I suppose I could expand a little bit on each of the the four main ones that I discussed earlier and I'll try and keep it kind of compact. But um, if we think first about the role of the gut as being a place to break down our food and absorb nutrients, so it doesn't matter how well you're eating. Like you could have the cleanest, most beautiful, you know, nutrient-dense organic diet on the planet. If you haven't got great digestive function to break down those foods and break down those nutrients and absorb them, unfortunately, you're not going to be getting the benefits of that. So the most, one of the most important things is um, are you able to absorb nutrients from your food? The second, and of course, you know, we are what we eat. So if we think again, if we break down our body to a, a cellular level, we're made up of, I don't even know how many cells, but, you know, cells make tissues, tissues make muscles and organs, you know, and that makes up our body. Um, so each of those cells needs specific nutrients to not only create themselves and to grow, but also to perform their functions of energy production and detoxification and um, protein synthesis and all of this kind of thing. So we need nutrients for that. And if you're not, able to absorb your nutrients you're just not going to be able to achieve that optimal function and that optimal function of your body equals health Mm. what was the second one i talked about the second one i talked about was microbiome so Mm. the role of the microbiome is fascinating and there's more research coming out every single day it's something that is just booming at the moment Um, but from a very let's talk about maybe issues that people might be having with their gut and so how the microbiome might be playing into that For example, if people are experiencing a lot of bloating, um, constipation, diarrhea, pain in their gut, intolerances to certain foods, you know, the microbiome is going to be playing a role in that. So if we take the example of like bloating, like lower abdominal bloating, you know, you wake up in the morning, your tummy's flat, you eat breakfast, a little bit of, you might, you might experience a little bit of bloating and then a little bit more after lunch. And then by after dinner, you're just like looking six months pregnant. So if we think about what's going on there, um, it can be the case that your microbiome is having a bit of a party. So our microbiome is alive. Our bacteria love to eat fibers and different foods. If you're giving your gut, you know, the fiber that these particular or any, you know, different 
different foods can cause different reactions in different bacteria, but the bacteria will feed on that, ferment that, that fiber, create gas, and that gas and fermentation leads to bloating and that distension and the pressing out. And so that's, that's the, 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 you know, the bloating and the distension feeling is all that gas. So the microbiome is going to be playing a role in, in how you feel on a day-to-day basis, just in terms of physically, but also our, our bacteria all play different roles for helping us to absorb our nutrients. They can support hormone detoxification. They can impede hormone detoxification. Um, and we know that our microbiome is communicating with all different systems of the body. It makes up 70% of our immune system. So how well we're responding to infections and viruses and that kind of thing can be determined by our microbiome. We're one big walking microbiome. We have a microbiome on the skin, a microbiome in the vagina. Every orifice has its own microbiome and that's all in communication. So it's all connected Mm -hmm. in that way. Um, And then thirdly, with the gut and the bowel as a route of elimination or or detoxification, again, if you're you're constipated and you're not moving your bowels daily or you're having a really sort of loose, unformed, unsatisfying bowel movement that's like, you're like, that's not right. I don't know much about gut health, but that's not right. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, um, then you're not going to be clearing those toxins and wastes effectively from the body. And what a lot of people aren't aware of is that in the lining of the large intestine, you can actually reabsorb things. So you might've got the food or the toxins or whatever you're trying to eliminate as far as the large intestine. Um, but if it sits there, if it stagnates, if you're not having a, yeah, if there's, any type of irregularity with your bowel, there's the possibility that you're reabsorbing toxins, um, estrogen, and other, you know, um, lipopolysaccharides, which are kind of chemicals produced by gut bacteria that are not good for health. They're very inflammatory. These can be all reabsorbed into, through the lining of the large intestine and back into blood circulation to go around your body wow. again. And once things are in the blood, they're going everywhere. They're going to your brain. They're going to your other organs. They're going to, you know, um, to your skin and, you know, other tissues. So it's really important that we can get that out through the bowel because just if we were to just think of one thing, you know, inflammation, we all know how, maybe that's a whole other podcast, but, you know, (laughs) um, if the gut is inflamed, the body is inflamed, the brain is inflamed. So we want to get that stuff out. And then that kind of inflammation, sorry, just to, um, ask a quick question inflammation is that that's like a major cause of chronic illness and that can start from the gut am i right or is that oh yeah 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 so again from a naturopathic perspective we believe that everything starts in the gut Mm, including inflammation systemic chronic inflammatory diseases so a lot of our lifestyle diseases like diabetes um and arthritis and things that come on in older age often have their roots in inflammation. And this is going to take me over to my little point about the fourth really important function of gut health. And that is the role of the intestinal lining in the small intestine as well. So this is where we're talking about, yeah, leaky gut. So if we imagine the lining of the gut as being like one cell thick in places, and that means it's like, it's, you know, it's just, you can't see it with the minute, minute, minute. And it's really important that it's so thin because it's a semi-permeable barrier, which means that it can kind of open and close and let things through and also let things out. So behind that, um, behind that 
lining of cells is you know the bloodstream so we want that lining of cells and that that barrier to sort of open a little bit and let our nutrients and um broken down you know bits of food and you know, well we don't want we want it to be very broken down to the point of like individual nutrients before it enters our bloodstream if mm. our if our barrier is too permeable if it's leaky if it's damaged irritated inflamed um, we can allow undigested proteins preservatives from food um, all this stuff that we don't really want getting into our body yet it's not broken down enough that can get in because the holes are bigger and bigger things can get through those holes mm. when they when those things get in to the bloodstream our immune system goes oh you're not meant to be here launches an immune uh, an immune response and that immune response is inflammation it's one of the ways that the body responds to irritation and damage yeah so then that kind of keeps this vicious cycle going because then then the membrane is more inflamed because there's a lot of activity going on and that can sort of perpetuate the issue and you've got, you got lots of defense systems like in the gut to try and protect this from happening. But over time, um, you know, it, it's very, very common that there is some degree of, of leaky gut going on, which we can actually test for in stool testing and that kind of thing to see what's happening. So, yeah, oh, and just one more point, sorry, with that, um, that immune response and that generation of inflammation, which is part of the immune response, it's natural, we need it. Um, if that is chronic um, and we've got all these immune cells in our gut, that are producing inflammatory chemicals and then those inflammatory chemicals are circulating in our bloodstream and going to our brain. Our brain also has a semi-permeable barrier, very similar to the gut membrane. Um, mm. And they work on a similar basis. So they open and close, let things through. If your gut membrane is leaky, it's possible that your brain, you know, your blood brain barrier is leaky as well. So we've got inflammation circulating freely in the bloodstream that can get to the brain, come into the brain. Of course, inflamed brain, you're going to be anxious, depressed, you know, your brain's going to be freaking out a little bit because it's not supposed to be yeah. um, inflamed. So from a systemic perspective, that integrity of that gut lining is everything. It protects us so much. My God, it literally, I mean, just to think about what that actually, how it actually affects it. Yeah. It affects your mental health. It affects your mm. digestive system, your bowel movements, your immune health, your hormones, if for, especially for women. I mean, mm. it affects what else Lexi am I missing from that? It just like everything aspects. I mean, you've, you've done pretty well to cover it, but yeah, those are the foundational things. And, and, anything that that you feel is an inflammatory condition or an inflammatory symptom or, you know, pain or redness in the skin. Um, you know, we are all, always going to start and look back at the gut and see what's going on there because we can't really do anything. It's like a pyramid and the guts at the bottom. We can't fix anything up here. If down here is, is cracked, you know, up here being the top of the pyramid down there being, yes, the sorry. I forget. <laughs> I've been very, um, yeah, very animated. So. <laughs> um, well, I do have some questions that have been sent in and my God, there was a few. So I did pick out the best ones I could find. Um, it sounds like okay. a lot of people have mm. burning questions around gut health. So the first one is from Sammy and she's asking about pre and probiotic supplements. She wants to know what the hell they are and mm. if she should be purchasing them. Cool. So to start with, so probiotics are generally when people buy probiotic, it is like a capsule or a powder that contains different species of probiotics. So different species of beneficial bacteria 
that are alive um, and they all come in you know, different potencies. So you might buy a, a probiotic that's got one strain and there's 5 billion colony forming units in there, which is the potency. You can also get a probiotic that's got 10 strains and you know, 20 billion of each strain in colony forming units. There is just a huge spectrum and variety of different probiotics out there. Um, what's really important to know is that different species can support different functions in the gut. So with our beneficial bacteria and the, and the beneficial micro, like the, well, the microbiome. So, um, okay, how do I explain this <laughs> without going too much depth? Probiotics of the live living culture and bacteria that we take, they need to be refrigerated. Um, the quality is really important. The strength is really important. And the type of species that you've got in there is really important. Prebiotics are food for those bacteria. So, it's almost essential that you give your probiotics something to eat. But I'm going to add one more step to this little debacle. And that is the fact that if you're taking a probiotic and your gut environment is not sustainable or not conducive to, to supporting a beneficial, you know, thriving microbiome, it's not really going to help long-term. So probiotics that we take daily can often have a very sort of transient effect on the gut. They might support the gut while they're in there, but then they might not really lodge in and grow. It's not like we're replacing our gut bacteria. It's not really that simple. Um, so we need to think about the gut like a garden and make sure that we have like healthy soil and fertilized soil in that gut and a healthy gut environment so that we can encourage our resident gut bacteria to thrive. And then we can also add in probiotics to increase diversity and support different functions in the gut and different, you know, different roles of, of health in the gut. And then we want to make sure we're giving a prebiotic as well to feed everything up. Not only the probiotic that you're taking as a capsule, but all the beneficial bacteria in your gut that are already there. Because again, once we're about three, well, not again, I haven't said this yet, but <laughs> um, in between birth and about three years old, we do a lot of our microbiome development that often stays with us for the rest of our life. So the majority of our residential bacteria in terms of diversity and different species and stuff growing, our jungle is kind of de determined up until we're about three years old. So that is really crucial. Then from three years old to you know death, it fluctuates depending on where we live, what air we're exposed to, what soil we're exposed to, what water we're exposed to, whether we've traveled, what we're eating in different stages of our life, who we're coming into contact with, you know, all that kind of stuff, it will fluctuate. Mm. Do you need to be taking them? Um, really important to question, okay, why am I wanting to take a supplement? Sometimes people will be like, should I take this? And I'm like, why do you want to take that? Like, do you have a reason? Do you know why? And they go like, oh, I don't know. If you don't know, if you don't know, then you've been, you've, you've, seen marketing basically um whether you're conscious of it or not so if you are wondering if you should take a probiotic um i really recommend if you think it's something that's going to be beneficial for you i would recommend booking with a naturopath because mm. you don't want to throw your money down the toilet and not know if it's helping if there, there could be something that there could be a probiotic that's like perfect for you and your issue you just need someone to tell you what it is so because if you look at the back of a probiotic bottle, it's all gibberish. There's lots of really long, complicated looking words. Those long, complicated looking words or the names of the species that are in there, they're going to determine how effective that probiotic is for you. Do you need to be taking prebiotics? You can eat prebiotics. So prebiotics are all your fibers, 
that are found in all your fruits and vegetables and leggings and things like this. So particularly the skins of fruit and vegetables, our gut bacteria love to eat um, antioxidants found in berries and brightly colored fruit. Um, raw un unpeeled carrots are a great one. Chicory is a great prebiotic fiber. People can look that up. Um, Jerusalem artichokes. There's a whole bunch out there, uh, but you can eat them. I don't think you need to buy them. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's really good to know because I feel like <laughs> it is, that is definitely a big marketing thing at the moment. Um, yeah. Moving on. Marina wants to know what causes stomach aches. Mm, cool. So again, this might be one where people are feeling generalized pain or bloating or discomfort in their belly and they're not quite sure which body part is actually causing it. So we think of the gut as the stomach. The stomach is sort of, you know, just that one organ that sort of I'm pointing in between my rib cage at the moment. So if you follow your ribs to where there's like a V, that it sort of sits right there. If you're having pain there, that's your stomach. I recommend you go and get that checked out by a doctor. Um, different things can cause different stomach, stomach aches. So the first thing I always ask people when they're um, reporting this is, are you chewing your food really well? Or are you wolfing down your food and sending food down into a stomach and a, and a gut that is not prepared that food is coming? So when we chew our food, um, and so, so sometimes stomach aches or digestive discomfort can be caused by a, a not producing enough stomach acid or digestive enzymes to break down your food. So your food just sits there like a brick and understandably, you don't feel well <laughs> because of that. And it can be painful if your gut or small intestine is inflamed and irritated. Um, and if your, your stomach lining is inflamed or irritated, that can be um, uncomfortable too. So chewing your food really well tells your gut and your stomach that food's on the way. There's a, a nervous system connection there. And then your gut can start to prepare itself by secreting these acids and digestive enzymes so that it can break down the food effectively. That's probably the most common cause you know, that I see other causes can be, um, you know, an overgrowth of certain bacteria in the gut that are causing an over fermentation of certain fibers. And then you get that really uncomfortable pain and bloating. Food intolerances can cause this. Um, would, I guess they're my big three, but start by just chewing your food to the consistency of baby paste before you swallow it, taking your time, slowing down, taking a few deep breaths before you start to eat and just recognize that, it's not a machine. Like it's not just like, it's just like, you know, wood chipper in there. <laughs> you need to prepare mm. it. Mm. Yeah. And the last question is from Kate and Kate would like to know why does spicy food make her stomach churn? Mm, Kate. Okay. So first of all, without knowing your entire case, I can't say specifically, you know, for why one <laughs> is happening but spicy foods can be really irritating to the lining of the stomach and the lining of the small intestine they're really hot they're pungent they're spicy they kind of burn your mouth a little bit um, remember that your esophagus and your stomach and your intestines they're all lined with different tissues and membranes and things as well and the stomach lining is really strong it's really thick it's really it's specialized to protect itself against acid so is your stomach the part that's hurting or is it lower down? Is it behind your belly button? Is it the lower bowel? Is it one side to the left, one side to the right? It might not be your stomach that's burning. If your stomach is actually burning and churning um, in that epigastric area, it might be that the lining of your stomach is inflamed or irritated already for various reasons. 
And then throwing a spicy food on top of that is like throwing fuel on the fire. It's going to burn. Um, so that might be one reason, but I, the most, yeah, the most common one would be that there is some sort of irritation or inflammation and that's the capsaicin or whatever the spicy compound is in whatever you're eating is just a little bit too much. Caffeine can be really irritating in the same way. Um, and th these foods can also, you know, uh, trigger heartburn and reflux of people as well. Or our movements. <laughs> Oh, yeah 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 it really gets things going yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm like yeah. that's what it does for me yeah, um, yeah right yeah. <laughs> all right fantastic uh, so I'm wondering can you share just a couple of your favorite simple ways in which we can just I guess do practice some things in our day-to-day -day routine that are going to be beneficial for our gut health like what are some takeaways that we can now that we know why it's so important mm. what can we do to really focus on making sure we're doing the right things for our gut yeah if you have a if you have a healthy functioning gut and digestion and you're like yeah this is all really interesting to me i want to optimize it and know these things but i don't have any real specific issues then it's awesome because you don't they're all free and they're all really simple so the first would be, again, making sure that you're supporting the breakdown of your food. So chewing really well, eating slowly, not eating on the go, making sure that you're, you're in this kind of rest and digest state instead of being in a state of fight or flight um, so that the gut can do its job and, and secrete those enzymes and acids and bile and help you absorb those nutrients. The second thing would be to really diversify the amount of fruits and vegetables and legumes and things you're getting in your diet. If you're going, Oh, I can't, like I'm, I have a really restricted diet because anything else I don't tolerate, then please book in with a naturopath because that doesn't have to be that way. One of my goals when I'm working with people to support their gut health and digestion is to increase the amount of foods that they are able to tolerate. Um, so when I say diversity, what does that mean? It means getting a range of, different colors in so thinking about every color purple orange red green yellow there's not so many of the blue ones but you know get them into and having a bit of the white and the beige colored but you know really focusing on the brightly colored ones because again they contain the, the fibers that are going to feed up the gut and also they're going to help you have a, a regular well-formed bowel movement the fiber is really important for that the other thing that fiber does and especially I love psyllium husk. So if people want to level up a little bit more, they can um, have a look into adding psyllium husk, you know, to a glass of water and, and drinking it before bed with another glass of water to follow it. Psyllium husk is a type of fiber that um, makes it all the way to your large intestine. So it doesn't get really broken down and absorbed like food. It gets to the large intestine and it kind of acts like a bottle brush. So it helps to scrape out and push things through the large intestine and when, if we imagine like a bottle brush, we're sort of cleansing the, the lining of the, the intestine as well. So we're making sure that we're really clearing and removing the toxins and the waste and stuff. So focusing on diversity, focusing on getting your fiber in, including fiber like psyllium husk. Um, how many did you ask for? <laughs> how many do you mean, want? <laughs> just your main ones, really. Yeah, I guess those would be the, my main ones. They're the ones that I sort of I'm talking about most often with my clients. I'm trying to think if I'm missing anything. I probably am. Um, I guess the third would be, yeah, just really doing what you got to do to sort out your bowel movements. Mm. Make sure that is, you're going regularly. How, how important is water to gut health? 
like is Pressure. drinking lots of yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah. yeah I mean it's it's like everything so again we talk about water in terms of general health so everyone knows that they should be drinking water everyone knows that they should be aiming for about two or so liters a day at least if you're sort of familiar with the world of health again like the food thing um the water's going to be going to your gut first and so that water is going to be you know absorbed and some of it will go elsewhere but also for helping to form that bowel movement mm-hmm. so psyllium husk like will absorb extra water in the bowel and bulk it up bulk up the stool if there's a bit of um if it's you know a bit sometimes a bit loose depending what the reason is this is not medical advice but you know it can help to fluff up and bulk up the stool absorb excess water but similarly if um it can also help to if the stool is a bit hard help to absorb water and get that stool a bit more like softer and more lubricated so that you're passing an easier stool so it's kind of a regulator Mm. so but yes water is very important would you recommend is it like should we be drinking a glass of water before we eat or after like does it matter is is there a preferred time um i like to separate fluids from meals by 15 minutes um unless and i'm holding up a glass of about like kind of half a glass of water so if you need like 150 200 mils you know about a cup of water a measuring cup of water to sit throughout your meal to help it you know because whatever you're talking and etc that's fine but if you're drinking like you know a liter of lemon water before a meal you could be diluting your stomach acid. So people will drink lemon water because they think, oh, great, it will help me digest things. But all that fluid is going to dilute the concentration of acid in your stomach. And that can mean that that acid is not concentrated enough to break down your proteins and, and food that's mm. coming in. So sometimes that can make things worse. So I, if, you, if you love drinking lots of water and you're drinking constantly throughout the day, I would just separate it a little bit from meals unless you don't have any issues with it. But if you're bloating or you have digestive symptoms and a reflux and heartburn, I'd be separating the fluids. Okay, good to know. And um, before we wrap up, this has been so fantastic and I don't want it to end. I feel like we could talk for hours. But Lexi, do you have a motto or quote when it comes to gut health that you would like to share? I didn't spend too long thinking about this, but the first one that came to mind was eat the rainbow. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and for all the reasons I spoke about before. Yeah, eat the rainbow, get those antioxidants in for those gut bacteria to eat and the fibre and all the nutrients that come with that. And, yeah. I love that. Yeah. So before cool. we end up, um, well, I guess before we wrap up, I'm wondering if you could please share with our listeners where we can find you and the services that you do have on offer, which are available to everyone because they're online. Yes, which I love. Oh, it's so good. It's given me so much freedom. So yes, I run a 100% online clinic and I do focus on skin conditions, especially acne. But within that realm, I'm often treating people for digestive symptoms as well, because there's a huge correlation between digestion, gut health and the skin. So you can find me online at www.com l-e-x-i-e-m-c-p-h-e-e.com that's lexiemcphee.com that's my website where you can read about everything I do and why I do it and read my blog and book an appointment if you like and I'm also very active on Instagram which is at clearskin underscore with Lexi so I'm sure you will tag me in your little notes and everything on the podcast (laughs) to find me but um that's where I am mainly and um 
if you are interested in working with me or you want to have a chat about anything before booking an appointment, I do offer a free 15 minute zoom call where we can have a chat about what you've got going on and whether I'm the right person to help you. And, um, I hope that covers it. It's been no, so good fantastic. to talk to you. And you know what? If you ever do want to do a three-hour podcast, I'm here for it. <laughs> I'll keep going. Yeah, if there's one person that I can guarantee I'll have three hours worth of really in-depth, fantastic podcast episode content, it will be you, Lexi. I definitely know that. Awesome. Um, thank you again for joining us. I really appreciate it. Like um, I mentioned, I'll be dropping all Lexi's links in the show notes so you can go stalk her and um, hopefully book appointments and get all your gut health problems intact. Thank you yeah. and have You're a welcome. Thanks day. for having me. You too. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of The Wow. I hope you enjoyed my interview with Lexi. I release new episodes every Tuesday, so make sure you subscribe and tune in next week. Otherwise, you can come follow me on Instagram at thewowpodcast underscore for more updates. Lastly, just a friendly reminder that the information shared in this podcast is general advice only and does not take into account your personal situation or needs. Where appropriate, please consult a professional first. Thanks, guys. Have a wonderful week. And I'm on the road.